Coming up on the Real Stack Eye podcast, NFL Week 4 talk with Benny Fallender. We talk his Colts, my Patriots, and what is wrong with both of our teams. Then we talk a little baseball uh, with the home run chases. And, uh, of course, what were they thinking? NFL coaches and uh, decisions they have made. A new popular segment on the podcast. Uh, then Brother Dylan is back for Guessing the Lines. We'll cross off some. We'll cross off a team, and then uh, make picks uh, as we preview the week five. Can't believe it's already week five coming up on the NFL season. It just keeps on rolling. Lots to get to today on the podcast. So here we go. We like sports, and we don't care who knows. From the pregame jokes to the wrap-up show, we like sports, and we don't care who knows. Football, 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 football. hockey. Throw me the baseball. Now toss me the pigskin. Now feed me the rock. Now give me the rock. Welcome back to the Real Stat Guy podcast. It is week four of the NFL season, and the Bailey Zappi prophecy has been fulfilled. And surprisingly, the, the number one fan of the Bailey Zappi uh, fan club coming on the podcast, Benny Fallender. It's a, I don't know, I don't know how you knew any of this was going to happen. But you were on the Bailey Zappi train from the beginning. Just, uh, I don't know. I love football, obviously. Big college football guy. The Indiana Hoosiers played Western Kentucky last year. When a guy is out there throwing thousands and thousands and thousands of yards and breaking records left and right, throwing like 60 touchdown passes or whatever he had last year, breaking the records there, you knew he's probably going to be somewhat decent. He has to be somewhat decent. That was my thought. I don't care who you play where you play, you got to be somewhat decent to be able to do that. So I was just like, you know what? I'm on the train. I'm so, on the yeah. Zappy train. Well, we're going to talk about the, the Patriots' problems in a second, but tell, f- tell us about the prophecy. Like, tell, tell the whole story from your side of it. Oh, just going into the season, I was just always high on Bailey Zappy. I wanted the Colts to draft him late in the – if we didn't get Malik Willis, I was like, I want Bailey Zappy. Didn't get either of them, obviously. But – Oh, I was just high on them, and then the Patriots got him. So obviously Zappy's coming in as the third stringer. But I was just like, I I like this guy. So in all my fantasy <laughs> leagues, I ended up drafting him last. My last overall pick was always Bailey Zappy, and uh, took him on that. Ended up actually dropping him, unfortunately. Could still probably pick him up, but uh, yeah, I bet you can in a few leagues. Yeah, Ky- but yeah, Kyle- I ended up drafting him. And- and and he and he's playing. Kyle texted me. He said, because uh, he he knew we were going to talk about this. And he said, I'm not ironically picking up Zappy in my other yeah. league, and we'll probably have to start him. So it's the it's it's you the zapping. It's the zapping. And he's going to come out slinging the ball if they let him. So, so per, per request, um, I needed to get a Colts fan this week, uh, per per Noah Cohen's request. So. You're here. We got to talk about the Indianapolis Colts and their their issues or problems right now. What's what's on your list? What's at the top of your concern or question list with the Colts? Um, number one concern is probably our offensive line. Um, that's number one. Just how much money we spent on them and how good they're supposed to be, and the fact that they can't. They can't block for Matt Ryan. He fumbles the ball. He's on pace to have like 38 fumbles this year, something ridiculous. 
and then like you can't block for him you can't block for Jonathan Taylor and not only like can we not block for him we're only facing 8.64 percent of our snaps are facing an eight-man box and you compare that to like Nick Chubb or Derrick Henry like they are they're way higher on an eight-man box so it's like not even that teams are stacking the box on us and like trying to like you know stop the run we just literally cannot block and Jonathan Taylor he's probably trying to Trent Richardson he's just gonna run to people's butts all day can't see any <laughs> hole so I don't know so that start Frank Reich's play calling is terrible it's you know at, at a certain point when other teams know that you're gonna run the ball on first down you're not gonna get any anywhere on first down so you're gonna end up in second and 10 second 11 second and nine every single time every time you have the ball you have a second and long it's like how about you know maybe throw a little screen or something if you're trying to do like a little run like do some alternative thing and get i don't know four or five yards what 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 about what about running the dang ball just not on first down every single time well you can't run every time if you run the ball every single time you actually have it you're not going to go anywhere because they're just going to stop it but then i don't know just but that also comes down to our offensive line and i don't know i haven't looked too far into the colts and i'm sure frank reich's probably terrible so yeah what about what about your frank reich uh hype or or non-hype with where he's taking the team i don't know we come in we come into every game like we're just so uninterested we start down all the time like and that's just on the coach like even i don't know we just Every, like it, we're playing the Titans, and this is like we have to win these games against the division. We're already tied against Houston. We already lost to Jacksonville. The Titans, like, are like at home is like almost a must win. Mm-hmm. And we come in there, and we just lay an egg, and all of a sudden we're down like seventeen to three or whatever it is, like right away. And they're, they're yeah, they're they're o two and one in the division right now, and they're actually I think I was talking about somebody uh, about this today. They're gonna be done with AFC South games pretty quick in the season. Well, except for obviously the last game since the last games against the division, but they could be like out of the division race pretty quickly right. just based off of that. Um, the other thing I was going to mention, so they obviously have the rough two first games. You beat the Chiefs, but it's not like you you dominated the Chiefs. And so, right, because we, I don't know if you listened last week, but we talked a lot about how like so many things had to happen for the Colts to win that game. You get the feeling of victory. Yeah. But did they just like settle? They're like, oh, cool. We beat the Chiefs. Like, we're fine. We're fixed. Cause that's not what the Colts should be doing. Like, you have to have urgency every single week. And it's like they just chilled this week again. Like you said, they're kind of like um, lackadaisical just going into Tennessee or Tennessee coming in, but playing Tennessee. It's like, oh, we'll be fine. It's like they're, they're not fine right now. Right. We're not fine. And it's just, I don't know. We ended up like having Julian Blackman out this week really hurt us because I know there was a couple plays that I was seeing where I think our I forget who his name, but our backup safety was playing kind of towards the line. And our like it was one of the Derrick Henry touchdowns. It's just like a lot of players on our defense are getting hurt. Darius or Shaquille Leonard's hurt all the time. So down our second half there, we were, you know, we stopped them. They didn't score at all in the second half. So it wasn't that. It's just coming into every game, we just like there's no no energy. Just yeah, so, the start so flat. I feel like it's been like that. It has or, been. Well, Houston, we got down right away, like twenty to zero, twenty to three. Yeah, and we not just Jacksonville. Just we lost twenty four to zero, so we didn't get any points at all. And then I don't know. We got lucky against Kansas City. They muffed a punt. So 
and they did a lot of other things. Yeah, no, it's uh, I mean, look, they're only luckily they are in the AFC South, and they're only what game and a half out. If you or really no, only a half game if you look at the standings. Um, yeah, but the Titans have only played one game, and we've played three. Oh, oh, in division, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So, right. right. so like, the division record is definitely not in their favor. Um, right. So, you mentioned the fumbles thing. So, the f- do you know what the fumble record is for a quarterback in a season? Do you hear this? So, I'm, I'm, they talked about it on part of my take. Yeah, okay, that's where I heard it, too. 23, I'm pretty sure, is the fumble record. And how many does, does, does Ryan have at this point? Six? Like, does, does that sound right? I think it's more than that. I think it's, like, nine. Um trying to do the 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 mental math of the four games because he's you said he's on pace for 38 he has, he has nine 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 oh my fumbled the ball nine times what? that's yeah, he's on, on pace for 38 fumbles oh which would God. then break the record by 15 fumbles yeah. i mean i feel like he could definitely get the record if he plays a majority of the games i mean yeah if, especially if like we can't block for him at all yeah and there's like so many plays out there, like it's just like all of a sudden we can't block, we can't do this, and then we'll have one play where it's like Matt Ryan has three seconds to throw the ball, and like it's just an easy pitch and catch to Pittman, or to like last week like Branson played really well. It's just if we have time, if he has any sort of time, he's not like he's. I mean, he's a good quarterback, but he's just not. He's not young enough anymore to where he can escape or like move around and do all this stuff. So I don't know. Just so. So it's October 3rd. We're obviously a year out from next year, obviously. Is Matt Ryan the quarterback of the Colts next year? Probably not. And we're probably going to carousel around like we so have what's, in the last five yeah, years. Who, who's, who's next on the, on the quarterback carousel? Oh, man. Well, if we're going to old guys, I'm hoping Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> I got to – this is another um, – Noah sent a list out. I don't know. I don't think it was in ours, but he sent it to somebody else. This is the list of quarterbacks that he said that you'll have to pick from next year. Daniel Jones, Mitch Trubisky, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater, Jacoby Brissett, and whoever the backup on the Ravens is. I would yeah. I don't know if I'd be know. thrilled with any of those. I just I don't know. And then we also have like no wide receivers at all that can like do anything. Like we have Michael Pittman that can like he's good and then everyone else just fucking gets or just gets one-on-one yeah there's like one of the things from last year it was like receiver being a position they needed to improve on and right and all offseason our management and like gm and coaching staff which is like oh we love our receivers like we don't need to go out and get one blah 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 blah. and now it's like well look at this like there's nothing so it's brutal i've seen a lot of people talking about or wanting to like go after um dj moore for carolina and trade like paris campbell in a second round pick for him that'll solve the problem for sure it would help wink yes it help better than what we have and anything anything else you want to rant on with the colts while we're at it oh man i can keep going and going and going give me give me one more let's let's do let's do one more one more topic (laughs) what have we talked about um (laughs) No, I don't. I think something's got to be done. If Jim Irsay is really going out there tweeting after the Jaguars lost last year about how pissed off he was and how sick he is of losing and how he sees a golden era of Colts football and something's got to be done with with coaching. And, and then also, like, there's just we're just a whole bunch of 
excuses. That's all we are. Naheem Hines gets interviewed today. And he's like, well, we don't have a consistent quarterback. So like every year we come in and we only have like, it's like first three games, like there's no rhythm. We don't have any like chemistry. It's like, it's, come on, you're NFL players. Get over it. You guys are like Matt Ryan's a Hall of Fame quarterback. These are fine. Borderline. I'll say borderline. You don't think so? With with an MVP? Um, it obviously helps. And again, the thing that's MVP, help him he's been is, in the league forever and he has all these yards and touchdowns. And well, right. That's the thing that's going to help him is like how high up he's going to be on the yards and touchdowns passing list. He could. I, I would not have him in right now. I think if he can win an MVP, he should go in. Not Only not an un, not an unfair Only argument. You, he was the be, he was the best player in the league for a year. Not mm-hmm. an unfair argument. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. If you're if you're if you feel like you've gotten everything out, uh, we'll we'll come. We're gonna come back to the Patriots now because I gotta talk about a few of their problems. Um, I honestly don't think they have as many. They're just significant, like. One, the, the quarterback is now hurt. However good you th- good or bad you think Mac Jones is, um, I think he helps them win that game, right? Like, you you know, you we talked about Zappi. Um, whenever you have to go to your third Maybe, but I just think you're – I think the coaching is just – is just – they'll call the game. Like, they called it – when Zappi came in, they just didn't call a game. It's kind of – are, like uh-huh. are you saying they are you saying they didn't call it like like, or... like I don't think Mac Jones getting hurt necessarily lost the game but I think the reason why they like like you said that Mac Jones would help them win the game but I think it's because the coaching staff would feel more comfortable calling like a game to win like when Zappi came in they just like all of a sudden like yes didn't, exactly like... so if we're talking specifically about this game um and actually Dylan, Dylan and I talked about it a little bit but the fact that they had a chance to get one first down to have a field goal attempt to win the game in overtime. And they couldn't get that one first down based on play, potentially play calling, right? Like they had second and five and they ran for zero yards and third and five, they had an incompletion at that point you have to punt. And, uh, but even before that, right? Like they had the ball with two minutes left in regulation, ran it three straight times because they were, they were okay just punting it instead of trying to go for a field goal. Um, so in, yes, in that sense, it is, it's just the, the, yeah, the, the on the spot, like making it as conservative and safe as possible for your third string quarterback. I wish they right. were aggressive though. I re- I wish they would you have, have to be, if you're yeah. conservative in the NFL, you're going to lose yeah. just how it is. Like, especially if you're going against Aaron Rodgers. like at a certain point, he's going to come down and score at least like an overtime, at least a field goal or whatever it is. So, I mean, you would you would rather instead of being so conservative, you would rather let your young quarterback just go out there and like throw the ball around. And if I mean, if he ends up getting picked, he gets picked. Like you lose, like, you know. That's just yeah. That's no, just exactly. Kind of and this is why I said to Dylan last week. I do. I did not look. I'm sure Brian Hoyer is a great guy. Like he's been on the Patriots three or four different times. I never wanted to see him be on the field again after the the game when he started against the Chiefs. I would rather see Zappy just play the whole game. And there's and like no point, said, especially where the Patriots are at this point in their like, like, like the Patriots aren't really going to be out there competing most likely for like, and maybe they can get out there and get a like a wild card. But I was right, that's honestly right. that's so like, like their like, ceiling. It's not like yeah. it's not like the Patriots are out there trying to like really like play Brian Hoyer because he has the experience. Like, 
no like let let that yeah. young guy go out there let, yeah yeah so so we're, we're kind of hint, hinting on it but like the one of the biggest issues is the offensive coaching staff their defense is really is actually pretty good they they allowed a lot to the ravens but a lot of that was short fields and obviously lamar jackson's great but they're do they have an offensive coordinator? Like, I think it's Matt Patricia. He was the one that was, that was always seen next to um, Zappy, like on the bench or like whenever they came to get plays from him. And I don't know. I, it, I don't know about you. Matt Patricia was the defensive coordinator at one point, And then he failed on the lions. I don't think I want him to be the offensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't blame you for that. So it's like they don't have – it's like they have a barely good enough quarterback. They have no actual offensive coaching staff members. Um, and there's a reason why their offense is not great. Like their their best attribute, which has been the last two years, has been a duo running back – a running back duo of uh, Stevenson and Harris. They've been great. But this is a passing league. Right. It is a passing kind of league. the same boat here, the Colts and the Patriots, where we just don't have receivers that can do anything. There's no skill positions. Yeah, the the Patriots' best wide receiver, I guess, on a day is Devontae Parker. Right. You know. And then where? Then where's next? Where does it drop down? Jacoby Myers. <laughs> like those, those they wouldn't start. They they might not actually be on the Buccaneers' active roster, with all their wide receivers healthy. That's where right. they stand. Right. Um. Two two other notes from this game. The. Uh, the fair catch kick our favorite our our, our favorite, favorite our favorite we, play in, in sports it's it's uh it's so funny anytime it happens when did you first think like oh wait this could happen for, like from from yesterday from the other game so i just kind of had it on like on the other tv so i wasn't like fully oh, yeah. watching it but yeah. i saw that like they called a fair catch with like and i didn't realize how much time was left and i looked down to see there's like oh my god there's like four seconds left or three seconds left it was like why, why are they not fair catch kick this yeah no it, basically as soon as i realized that the patriots were gonna have to punt and not they, like they weren't getting the first down i was like oh my god if they lose on a fair catch kick this is gonna be so brutal i would hate to have it happen to, to my team um and then the other the other point we mentioned Devonte parker the touchdown that he scored i don't know if you even saw this i don't know how much yeah. you're watching but no, I saw the delay this, yeah. game it, so the the Patriots had a delay game, and then the right. very next snap was the touchdown. But it was also delay a game by so should have much. been a delay game. Should have been. It wasn't. It, should, it wasn't it was called. Not called, but it should have been. <laughs> and so here's my idea. Um, I've heard it way too many times this year already about the you know the referee expert saying like, yeah, the refs are taught like. You look at the clock when it hits zero, you look at the ball. If the ball's still there, you call delay game, but they can give like a second, a half second or second of judgment call. It's like, no, that, that's not how a clock works. That is not how a clock works. So they should make it like a shot clock. The play clock should be like, like an a shot NBA. clock. Yeah. So when it hits zero, it buzzes and then it should be reviewable. And if you don't have the ball lifted oh. off the ground, we're going to get more before, reviews then. I know that's the only downside. That's definitely the only downside. But like, it's 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 such a, it's a part. You're of really the gonna game. go out there and review if the ball was snapped like 0.01 seconds before the clock, and like, oh, you got it off. You barely got it off. You know, you're right. That'd probably increase. That'd increase their reviews too much. But it, I think it would help them actually call delay games, delay games. 
Yeah, but at the same time, like, just play defense. Like, if they, if they miss a call, that's the best thing about sports is the human error. I know, error. you're right. Human you're error right. sports. Like, what's the difference between, like, what if the guy just drops the ball, you know? Like, you know? Yeah. That, then I would have been wanting the delay a game to get exactly. another play. It's all about perspective. Benny, you always put it into perspective. That's right. That's right. Um, we're Okay, we got to switch over to baseball for a second because, I ha- one, I haven't mentioned the fact that Albert Pujols hit 700 home runs, which is wild. I mean, it's, it's so cool that he's now hit 700. So four guys, right? It's, uh, it's Bonds, Aaron, Ruth, Pujols. And I was thinking about this. It's kind of, uh, you can relate it to like, there's only been five guys to throw 500 touchdown passes all time in the NFL, postseason and regular season. So, I mean, that's pretty comparable. And I think that group is Brady, because Rodgers just did it yesterday. So it's Brady, Manning, right. Breeze, Rodgers, um, Oh, I forget who the last one was. Marie, could it have been Marino? I don't Brady, know. Brady Manning. Brady Manning, Breeze Rogers. I don't remember who the fifth one would have been. Favre? Favre. Was it? I don't know. See. see if you can find see if you can find it. Um, but it's, know, it's just a cool comparison. Like four guys did it in, in MLB, five in the NFL. Um, so pools at 700. The other home run chase. Aaron Judge chasing the AL home run record. He has hit Favre. his 61st. Favre is the fifth. Okay. Um, Judge has is at 61, tying the record. The AL record, I should say, has yet to hit 62. Um, it's it's cool, right? Like it is I, cool. No, for him 60 to get home runs is is yeah. ridiculous. But yeah. I don't know how much I like them cutting into all the games, all the football games. I don't really care about totally that, that totally much. Agree. But, um, no, I mean, it's definitely cool to see, and it's fun to watch. And, like, I don't know, it's just – it definitely brings baseball a little bit more, like, attention, I guess. Yeah, attention, yeah. like, multiple ways because there's so many people out there that don't even think 73 is the record or, like, refuse to believe that any of those guys have the record. So, like, they will stand by Aaron Judge if he hits 62 that he will have the all-time single-season record, which is very yeah. funny. The uh, the other thing I was thinking about, like, again, it is cool, but I don't think – I think it's a lot of hype for something because this would be the same thing. So, Peyton Manning threw the most touchdown passes in the season with 55, right? And he did that in the AFC. Do you know what the NFC record is for touchdown passes in a season? Probably Breeze, right? At so, like 40-some? So it's actually Rodgers oh. with 48 in a season. And so I'm just thinking, like, there would never be this much hype if a quarterback came up and was, like, getting closer to the 48 mark of the NFC. Because that's exactly what it's like. Like, this is an American league record. It's not even the national. Right. It's, it's not even the it's just, major. That is just kind of weird about, like, both, like, the different sports. In the NFL, it's, like, a whole league, like – everyone cares about just like yeah the, the full league as a whole for records and whatnot but in baseball like it's definitely very much like al no it's like there's not one mvp it's like the al mvp the NL yeah MVP. yeah you know it's like the al whatever the nl this rookie of the year cy young whatever it's 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 not like there's two it's as if there are two leagues and right they right. play which is just really funny um and then i Okay, it's cool, but I think it's actually cooler that it would be like a team record. Yeah. 
it's like, oh, cool. Like you, you beat the team record and just happens to be the AL record. Um, but like the amount of time that has gone between Maris hitting 61 and now is, a, is it's kind of crazy. Like they, they were talking about on PMT how, you know, at the time, like people didn't think that like 60 home runs would ever be hit again. And then obviously all three of those other guys, Sosa, McGuire, Bonds did it in the National League. Um, right. So, which is. Have you seen anything yeah. about Aaron Judge? And if, because obviously they have the short porch over there mm-hmm. and he's a righty. So it probably doesn't affect him as much, but like, have you seen anything about like, if there were any home runs that would have been like a unicorn home run where it only happens in Yankee stadium, so but nowhere else. You follow what it dong, right? Yeah. We, we've we, talked about what it dong on here a few times. Um, I, I would, I, you know what I might do? I might at some point try to go back and just search all the Aaron judge ones. Um, but that would be funny to like add into the calculations. Be like, if it's only a home run at Yankee yeah. Stadium. Yeah. And the fight, so 61, it would have been a home run in 29 out of 30. There was only right. one stadium that it wouldn't have been. So it was like, okay. It was actually funny that one. I was just sitting at home, just watching TV, and I just happened to look at my phone and I was like, oh, look, Aaron Judge is up next. So I ended up turning the game on. And then, of course, like he hits the home run. It was that like, is so to, funny. like, watch it. That is so funny. What, what are they, so there's three games left. Um, and who are they playing? I think the Orioles. I'm going to check right now. Uh, no, the Rangers. Yeah, they're in Texas. Yeah, so they're playing the Rangers. Um, that's actually a pretty big stadium. So I'm not I'm not necessarily rooting against him. We'll see what happens. It'd be interesting. Um, all right, we're gonna. Oh, we have to do our our new fun NFL segment. What were they thinking? Okay, so we're moving on to what were they thinking? Um, and I have. I have a few, but I think we first have to talk about one because I think it is up for debate whether it it qualifies here. So the Ravens-Bills game, the Ravens were driving with four minutes to go. They had fourth and, fourth and goal at the uh, Buffalo two-yard line. And instead of kicking a field goal to go up 23-20, they decided to go for it. And Lamar Jackson ends up throwing an interception. So, in my opinion, or if, if it was me, I would have kicked the field goal. I think how much, you, time, how much time was left again? It was like four, two, fi- four, four fifteen. Okay. When it happened, four fifteen was left. So they end up throwing an interception. Brings so it brings that to the twenty for Buffalo, but the goal is to to take a lead in a game. I mean, okay, the goal is to win the game, and you had a chance to take the lead, and I would take it. Um, the rationale, like. Yeah, I don't know. What side are you on first? I guess let me let me hear. In in the moment, I probably would have taken the points, um, but I don't know. Like I saw some things, and like even like Lamar Jackson said after the game, he was like, "If we execute, like it's a non-story sort of thing." And it's just I don't know. I I like the idea of like playing to win the game, and you're hoping that like their defense because their defense played well the whole game maybe not the second half as like the first half they did second half not as much but even then you're just hoping to stop them for a field goal and and not let them go all the way down the field like they did and like like literally like they literally got to like the five yard line and kicked the game winning field goal there 
True. So, so like, yeah. even if it's like stopping them at like the 40 yard or 30 yard line, letting them kick like a you know 50 yard field goal, at least you'll probably get the ball back to go down and tie it with Justin Tucker. Like, I think there's enough time in the game to where there was, I think John Harbaugh is like that, like, even if they do drive down the field a little bit, all we could do is stop them for a field goal and we're still in the game. But they ended up, like, they stopped them for a field goal, but they couldn't, they didn't actually stop them, I guess. Right, right. So, I kind of look at it if um, it, so okay if you if you kick the field goal, the Bills now need a touchdown to win, and a field goal to tie. If you don't and you go for it, and this is what happened, then the Bills just need a field goal. So let's just take it. the The Ravens originally were like, "Hey, if we don't get it, they'll be at the two yard line because they didn't they didn't account for an interception." So let's just say that happened. For the Bills to get in field goal range, they would have to go from the two yard line to what the 40 probably for a legit chance. So that's 60 yards. If the, if the Ravens get a field goal, they now have to get the bills have to get a touchdown to win. And let's say they get the kick at the 25, they have to go 75 yards to score a touchdown. They'd only have to go like 50 yards to get a field to tie. So like the, the odds and percentages to me just don't seem to match up. Like, Basically, you're saying either way, they could either you could either force them to go 60 yards to get a field goal to win, or 75 yards to get a field or to get a touchdown to win, or 50 yards to get a field goal to tie. Like so, it seems so many more options were better for them if they just kicked the field goal. Plus, you're winning the game. Right, but I also think like Harbaugh's seen like just Josh Allen the last couple of years, like so many times, be able just yeah. to drive down the field with you know four, three, two minutes left in the game, and like. And know, score eat the clock yeah. and score and win the game, which is like what yeah. they ended up doing going from the two yard line. They, they went right down. So like, I think Harbaugh was like either like a field goal is not going to do it for us is essentially kind of what he was saying that we're probably going to lose either way. If we don't score a touchdown this drive. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that, that's probably. No, that's exactly fair. That And that's why, like I, I said, it's kind of debatable. If, if it was me, I would have kicked the field goal. Um, but the fact that there is definitely a pretty good rationale. Um, the, the only other thing I was going to mention with this is that you mentioned like the execution part of it. The Ravens had two of these games last year where they made weird decisions and they didn't execute on either of them. And so this is now a third one. This is where like the analytics like versus actually executing make a big difference. Cause right. they, this is now three of the times where like Harbaugh's made the decision, potentially right math decision. Let's go for it. And it hasn't worked out any of those three times. I, I meant to look to see which games those exactly were, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it out out of respect for the the conversation. That is that is not a what were they thinking moment because I, I get the rationale. Right, I would have kicked the field goal. Um, another, I would have kicked the we we might we, this segment could just be called I would have kicked the field goal <laughs> <laughs> because our next what were they thinking. Eagles, Jaguars. The Eagles are up by 8, 29-21 with 154 to go. They have fourth and three at the Jacksonville 21. A field goal makes it a two-possession game. A 38-yard field goal would have made a two-possession game. If they go for it and miss, Jacksonville gets the ball down one score. If they Obviously, if they go for it and make it, the game's over. Um Again, they end up winning the game, but I still put it in here because it's it's to me it's like what were they thinking? Like kick the field will go up two scores. It's it's very it's actually eerily similar to um 
the situation the Patriots had in Super Bowl 53. They could have gone for like a fourth and fourth and inches to seal it or just kick a 41 yard field goal there by two and you're up by two possessions. Um, so what were they thinking? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was, it was raining pretty hard there. Wasn't it? That's true. That's true. So it's raining. So the weather probably came into play a little bit and they probably, I don't know. You're playing. They, they straight up went to go win the game. Like we're not going to put it in like a kicker's hand and like give them like if he misses it, you know, they're getting the ball here. Like, let's just go get a first down and, and end it. Yeah. But, Which is um, always the rationale with it, yeah. Right, and then they're still up seven. So, you still, like, I don't know. You still, they're still trusting their defense to get a stop. Again, like, they pretty much, other than the first, like, I don't know, eight minutes of the game, they stopped them all game, right? Like, they didn't really give up many points. Um, so. Are you, like, the Jags to the Eagles, you're saying? Or the Eagles get because I mean Jacksonville scored right. fourteen straight quick points, but one of them right, was right away, six, six, and yeah. then they started stopping them every single drive. So right. I don't know, it's probably trusting the defense. Like like they still had to go down and score a touchdown. So right. I don't know. Like I just he just he just went for the win. That's just yeah. the end. I just went for the win, and they already saw this year. Like they get with like the Jets and Browns game where that didn't like I don't know. Jets ended up miraculously coming back and kicking onside kick and doing all this stuff. So he'd rather put it, you know, just be able to knee it out than to you know, let the ball be in the, the in their hands. Yeah. As, as, as you uh, pointed out, going through all the games, there wasn't a ton of feel. It felt like bad coaching decisions this week. So we're a little bit grasping at straws. Um, but I, I think we need a, like, what were they thinking meter where we can have yeah. like how, Extreme. how questionable it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the other one, which this is, this is so funny, the timeline of this. So, all I saw was that the Cardinals went for two up by 16. So they scored a touchdown to go up by 16. And then they went for two instead of kicking the extra point. Well, little to come, come to find out their kicker was hurt. Um, and so I guess it makes sense, right? If you have no one that can kick an extra point, but normally you got to go up three scores, um, but their kicker was hurt. I still am under the impression you got to have somebody else on the roster that can kick an extra point. You'd hope that your punter or somebody could, but that's what comes into play now with like, uh, I know 10 years ago, you have a regular extra point from you know the two yard line. Yeah. That's a lot true. of people could do that, but now you're kicking a 35 yarder. Definitely. A little, and, and not everyone has Justin Reed on their roster. Not everyone has Justin Reed. That's very true. <laughs> oh, it out the end zone. So again, we, we, I think we need to, what were they, what were they thinking meter to, We'll get more. It's it's a long season. We'll have we'll have a lot a lot of good oh, ones. Definitely, and with Nathaniel Hackett there at the helm, you'll get some. We have to. Okay, we gotta have probably a, uh, Thursday night. Hopefully, crossing the fingers. But we gotta have like a what were they thinking rankings too? Like not just like a standalone one, full but like season oh, ranking. Or, or, no, no, call it like a most likely to end up on what were they thinking rankings? Yeah. So like Hackett's probably one right now, don't you think? Since he holds the the solo right now, so yeah. Hackett, um, Mike McCarthy is pretty high. I think. Um, trying to think who else. Sirianni seems like he'd be he'd he'd have a few of them. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. Anyone else? Can't really question him right now. Undefeated. Uh, yeah, you know what? You're exactly right. You you cannot question what what they are doing right now. Um, Frank Reich, <laughs> top five. 
Yeah, he's just, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Benny. Uh, if we lose this week, I, I, it could be a the fan, the fan backlash right now is really coming into play. Mm. Would you cross them off this week if they lost for making the playoffs? For making the playoffs? I don't yeah. know what the stats are, but I know how hard it is at 0-2 and, and especially at 0-3. We're what one, two, and one right now. So if yeah. we go one, three, and one, it's it's probably not looking good. Um, we can wrap up Monday night football about to kick off for us. So obviously, people will hear this after. Uh, you want to make a prediction? Team and score. I think I think Shanahan has has McVay's number. I think he's one. I think he's like eight and three against him or something like that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that. I'm taking I'm taking the Niners, and I'll probably give it. I think it's gonna be like a. I'm gonna give it twenty to seventeen. Okay. Twenty seventeen. All right. Uh, I gave my I gave my prediction later on. So. I'll everyone can you can wait and hear my prediction later, later in the podcast. So all right, Benny Fallender, thanks for coming on again. Oh, we'll talk you. to you thank soon. You. And after the break, uh, you'll hear Dylan and I guess the who spreads it anyway and more. So we'll be right back. Go horse, baby. It is time to guess the who spreads it anyway and more with brother Dylan. Brother Dylan is back for some games. I like our, I like our game section of the podcast. Or it feels like games. Yeah. yeah. And they're games, you know, it makes it fun. You know, obviously our pads are one and three, so we got to add some excitement to the season right now. We got to add something to it, some spice. Exactly. And this is, it's just always fun. Like I said, we did it, we did it all last year. I mean, I'm glad that we get to do it on a, in a public forum now, public way, because if we're right, we look good, but when we're wrong, you know, we don't look so good, but that's okay. We got to do good and the bad. So guess who spreads it anyway, week five. Um, I'm not going to lie. I actually had a pretty good week this week. Obviously, I've seen all the lines. Uh, I think I'm going to be pretty tough to beat. So, and I, do, I, we... don't, I don't think I did well at all. Okay. Okay. So, we'll, we'll see what happens. We're still going through it. Um, it's two to two. You won last week. You broke the, the, the curse of the just the week one win. And then overall, you're up by three on aggregate. Okay. So let's get into it. Week five, guess who spreads it anyway? Thursday night, the horse game, horsepower game, the Indianapolis Colts at the Denver Broncos. What did you have? Or the Peyton Manning game. The, yeah, yeah. The, yeah that, no, I like that. The Peyton Manning game. The Peyton Manning Yeah. Game. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so the, the Peyton Manning bowl. Um, I had Broncos three and a half. You got it exact, but so did I. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was one of the ones I felt really good about. Um, yeah. It, it is – so it is Denver three and a half. And, I, I mean, I, I think that's that's right. Like, the, the Broncos are definitely slightly better in, in, mm-hmm. in the eyes of many, including us and Colts fans and whoever. Um, and it is in Denver, short week. I think it's a really tough – right, this is one of those tough ones for a team to travel – two time zones or I guess they're only one time zone over with mm-hmm. no, no, they're two. Are they two? Oh, oh yes. Two. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Central they are two, than, yes. than yeah, mountain. Um, two times two time zones over on a Thursday, so everything kind of leans towards the Broncos. Yeah. So I obviously I got it right at three and a half. The more I think about it, the they are the Colts are an early underdog pick for me solely based off Josh Jacobs just ran for 172 touchdowns against this Broncos defense. What's saying that Jonathan Taylor can't do the same exact thing? He is better than Josh Jacobs. I know the O-line for the Colts right now isn't very good. They should be much better. They're not performing right now. But what's saying he can't go out and put up 172 touchdowns against his Broncos, uh, you know, front seven? That's just what I'm saying. So for me, that's kind of like my early underdog pick. Okay, I like that. And you're yeah. you're kind of on hot streak with your uh, your running back predictions right now after after Derrick Henry <laughs> running a little bit over uh, over the Colts. So yeah, well he he didn't do too much in the second half, but he was yeah. on, he was on pace to go for two eleven two tutties. Yes, yeah, no, that's that's good. And for the sake of my fantasy team, Taylor having three. This three only three points this week was not great. Oh. So that's no, that's a really good point. Um, so I mean, definitely that would be something for the Colts that mm-hmm. is in their favor. Yeah, uh, definitely. All right, next game, early Sunday. I at first before we get to this game, I have to put myself on the hot seat because I knew I was gonna do this during guess the who's present anyway. I knew I would miss the first London game, and that obviously me like the line changes a lot based on where the game is and that was the um the viking saints obviously and i think i had the saints favored and if i realized the game was in london i definitely would not have had them favored um so i'm on the hot seat and this next (laughs) game is in london i double checked giants packers uh and I, i i saw this this is apparently the first london game with two teams with winning records playing against each other when did they start going to London? Was it like fourteen, um, like within the last ten to fifteen years, maybe like fifteen years okay. ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. that's a I didn't long. Know it was that long ago. Yeah. Well, yeah. they like at that point it might have been one game during the year. Okay. Like the first few years, there was only one. Then they did two or three, and then now, I mean, there's like five or six. It seems like. Yeah, that was a bunch. Um, but yeah, I, it's, I'm kind of surprised. Like first time ever, two teams with a winning record. But, like, you know, do they want to make it that way? Like, you obviously want to grow the game, but you don't want to send two of your better teams to London to play. Um, I'm sure they, the NFL didn't expect the Giants to be 3-1 and one at this point. No, not at all. And that's why they sent them. I was, I was surprised they're sending the Packers and Aaron Rodgers over. Yeah. Because usually yeah. It's, it's like the Jags and not and Lions and not good teams going over to London. Right. Right. Um, so what would you but, have for this? I had Packers five and a half. Okay. I'm going to get it. I said Packers seven and a half, and it is Packers seven and a half. So I, this wow. is another one I got exact. <laughs> Started two off in a row. Yeah. I, um, the, the Packers are, a, I, I think they're a touchdown better anyway. I mean, the Giants mm-hmm. have, they still need to prove themselves, I guess, in, in my mind. Like, yes, they're three and one, but I think especially against a team like the Packers, Aaron Rodgers um, being the star quarterback, because we, we always talk about it, these star quarterbacks, like they have a lot of weight to them. And a neutral site, yeah, yeah, if it was in Lambeau, it would probably be a little bit more, but even on a neutral mm-hmm. site, 
I still feel like it favors the Packers by that much. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like I'm giving a little bit of credit to like Saquon and the Giants just because they are three and one. Um, not saying they've beaten anyone that's, you know, a Super Bowl contender or anything like that, but I feel like I'm trying to give them a little bit of credit for this start that they've had so far. Um, and that's why I said five and a half, which obviously a couple points off. Um, who knows how Vegas factors in London? Um, but you know, Packers are probably a touchdown better than, than the Giants. Yeah, neutral site games are always kind of fun to to I mean, this is like what what we do at the Super Bowl, right? Super Bowl is a neutral site yeah. game, so you kind of gotta think about it uh the same way, same idea. Um, Definitely. all right, next one. Back back to no, our normal uh time frames. No, no neutral sites here. Pittsburgh at Buffalo. And Dylan, I'm gonna tell you right now. This is the largest spread we've had of the season so far. Can I change my <laughs> No, you cannot. What did you have? <laughs> I said eight and a half. I can't believe I'm going to get it. I, I said Buffalo 10 and a half. It's Buffalo by 14. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they, they really think the Steelers are that bad. I mean, the, I, Jets, this was a, the Jets did just beat the Steelers. Right, right. This is another one we're looking at. It's just like have to go at least a touchdown and a field goal, which is why I went 10 and a half. I almost even went 11 and a half, but 14. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's surprising. I mean, it's, the, yeah. It's a, it's a big mismatch. It is. It is. It really is. Um, yeah. Josh Allen is, is pretty good at football, um, but I, I wasn't expecting that. I mean, it, it makes sense that the Steelers also have no idea what they're doing with your, with their quarterback. You know, they're, you know, uh, Trubisky got benched, um, coach decision, Kenny Pickett comes in, 13 um, pass attempts, not one touch to the ground. <laughs> I would say this is the perfect time to, we were on the same page, perfect time to mention that stat, that zero of Kenny Pickett's 13 pass attempts hit the ground on Sunday because and that's not a good thing. <laughs> not when you phrase it like that. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah, 10 yeah. for 13, 10 completions and then three interceptions. Um, yeah. So like, they, I feel like they're very confused with what's going on right now. Um, and the, I think the bills defense is just going to feast on them and Josh Allen's going to keep doing what he's doing uh, other than the first half last week, but he's going to keep doing what he's doing. All right, next one. Chargers at Browns. I said Chargers minus four and a half. What about you? I said Chargers minus four and a half as okay, well. Okay, so we will tie. Um, it's Chargers minus three. Three, okay. Yeah, which, I mean, it's interesting. The Her- Herbert appeared to be healthy. He looked good, yeah. Yeah, Um. I, it feels like it should be more towards what we said, even though they're on the road. I, I, I mean, don't. How, how's the how's the uh, Chargers' run defense been? Like, I know Damian Pierce went off, but that yeah. was also like kind of when they were down 14, 17, or late, late, late. Um, Against Jackson, they got kind of kind of whomped. Yeah, that's the that's. I mean, obviously Joey Bosa's out. Yeah, um, that's I don't know who else of their front sevens out. Um, and they've, and that's what Cleveland does well. They run the ball well. That's so a good point. That I think, could be why it's so low. 
I think we forget about this sometimes. The NFL is probably the biggest like matchup sport. We're like, yeah, the the Bills and the Steelers are playing each other. That's such a significant difference on paper. Um, and the Chargers and Browns like appear to be different. Like you can just eyeball test the Chargers are a lot better. But mm-hmm. when one team's strength is perfect for the other team's weakness or like what their injuries are at, that that can prove pretty good for the the inferior team yeah and, and this is a good because we we both guess a point and a half two points over yeah. um you know you know giving the chargers credit yeah um, but obviously vegas is like no no he should be giving the browns browns more credit for what yeah. they're doing yeah. um, even though two and two what are they the the browns are they two yeah they one and three two and two uh, i'm pretty sure they're two and two yeah, I don't. Here, I'm, I think I, they I'm might looking. be one. Okay, because I think they might be one and three. Two and two. The, two the and Browns, two. Okay. Bengals, and Ravens are all two and two. Steelers one and three. For the okay. Point. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. This this next one's interesting. I'm interested to see what you have. Houston at Jacksonville. I have Jacksonville minus five and a half. Okay, you're gonna get this. Um, I said Jacksonville four and a half, and it's Jacksonville minus seven. Seven, okay. Yeah. Th- this is one where I was I would have been comfortable going six and a half. Really? Okay. Uh, but I, just, I thought five and a half was a good spot. Like you always say, it's like, you know, one pretty good team, one bad team. Yeah. Slam, slam the four and a half. Um, <laughs> which is, which and, is kind of what I did, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I think Trevor Lawrence doing what he's doing, I, I think he does – he is making the guys around him better. Um, James Robinson has been good, and I'll get into that in a little bit uh, with my fantasy player because uh, he did not have a good week. Um, but I do like what they're doing um, in Jacksonville. I'm, I'm not completely sold, um, but against the Texans, I think seven makes sense. The Texans are a little bit on the struggle bus right now. Yeah. Sorry, Ethan. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, I gave him. I only gave him four and a half. The Vegas is giving him seven. Vegas thinks a lot worse of the Texans than I do, apparently. Yeah. All right. Next one: Chicago at Minnesota. Another kind of interesting one. Um, what, what did you have? Uh, I have a Minnesota four and a half. Okay. Yeah, you're gonna get it. This is actually funny the way we handled these last two. I said Minnesota minus three and a half, and it's Minnesota minus seven. So this uh, one's also higher. Um, okay. I mean, also. Th- these lines are much higher than I was expecting. Like, I don't know if they're just inflated oh, yeah. for some reason. Obviously, the 14, 7, 7, 7, they're, they seem inflated to me, but yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, I th- and yeah. a lot of it maybe is just the, the matchups. Yeah. Right? Like, and be, like, so- remember, like, last week, last week had so many lines under – Three and a half. I'm look. I, I went back to last week looking at it now. There were only one, two. There were only four games last week where the line was more than three and a half. Wow. This week, I'll tell you right now, that number is nine. Wow. Nine games this week where it's more than three and a half. Um, wow. But yeah, that's again. I think a lot of the, the matchups kind of dictate that. Yeah, I mean that's 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 what it is. <laughs> when a good team is playing a bad team, it's gonna be higher. Yeah. All 
I don't have much for this game. I, I mean, I think Minnesota is definitely better. Um, and and it's a one o'clock game, so you know Kirk Cousins is going to be is going to be a better Kirk Cousins yeah. than we've seen the last well, two weeks. That's that's Kirk's prime time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. The Pats. The Patsies. <laughs> this. So okay. Here's my other. Here's my other place. I'm on the hot seat. Lions at Patriots. Um, so I said we're going to get to our outright underdogs thing. Um, but if the Patriots are indeed favored, I don't think I'm picking the line. So anyway, let's, let's do the line first. Um, I said New England minus one and a half. What about you? I said New England four and a half. Okay. I'm actually going to get it. It's New England two and a half. Okay. Yeah. Which means that they think it's a lot closer. Now, did you take into account that like Zappy's probably going to be the quarterback? Um, like, what, what were you, what was in your of, mindset there? I I mean the thing is Max better, but also he played like he was practicing on Friday, and then was ruled out. So I'm optimistic that he's going to play on Sunday. Okay. But even if he doesn't, I'm still confident. Um, then the Patriots defense can stop a, a Jared Goff. And the lines are very banged up right now. I kind of took the injuries way more into account than I probably should have. Um, but also Bill Belichick versus Dan Campbell. That's also – I know I looked at that a couple times last year. I see I need to start looking to it more, the coaching matchup. Yeah. Um, but, like, obviously this is a conversation for a different time. Is Belichick getting outsmarted by these analytics? guys in like 2022 you know it's it's new you know what belichick used was very effective in you know the 2000s 2010s it is it gonna work anymore like who knows i i I made a comment to myself the other day because i was watching it by myself um but bill belichick has not seen a fourth and one that he didn't like punting on like like He's never seen a fourth and one that he hasn't wanted to go for that or that he has wanted to go for. He hate, he Which, hates going for it on fourth and one, like anywhere on the field. It's, it's mm-hmm. crazy nowadays. Yeah. Well, I mean, you bring it back to that fourth and five that they had in overtime. It, oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, it's, so, and but, as I, as I said to you, like, cause we, we knew it was gonna happen. they got the ball back. Uh, also Benny and I will have talked a little bit about the Patriots, but this is fine. Um mm-hmm. They needed one first down to at least get a field goal attempt. I would have been okay with them kicking a 55-yard field goal attempt to win it with Nick Folk. Yeah. And they, they couldn't get the one first down. They got five yards on first down, and then they just I, – I, I said to you, they, if they can get five yards in three plays, I would try to do it. And, mm-hmm. of course, once you get a fourth and five, maybe not, but, like, have in your mind that you have three plays to get five yards. Yeah, then you're going to maybe go for some screens – uh, you know, run the ball. Yeah. Um, you're going to get one field goal different. attempt to win that game. Yeah. But, but they didn't. Um, yep. The one, oh, the other thing, the note about the Lions would be, uh, so I, more of a stat too. Do you know they're the highest scoring team in football? I did. Did you also know they've allowed the most points in the league? Yes. So the the combined 281. So this is crazy. They've scored 140 and they've allowed 141. So their point differential is minus one. They've scored the most, allowed the most. That 281 combined is the most 
combined points for and against for a team ever through four games in league history. Wow. Yeah. I also saw a crazy stat. Like that's nuts. And it's funny because I looked that up today because my coworker is a Lions fan. Through four games, they are obviously four and zero on the overs in their four games, like combined. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Not, not just to the total. On average, it has gone. Their games have gone over by an average of twenty one point two points. I mean, they like, they oh score what? It was it was forty eight. It was seven eighty six points yesterday. Uh, ninety three. Forty eight. Oh, it was forty eight forty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ninety three. Because we'll 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 get to a little. Don't say yeah. We'll get to that in a in a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, on to the if next you ca- one. <laughs> if you catch my if you catch my drift. <laughs> I, I I caught it. I caught it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So I mean, we'll see. We'll see with the Patriots, but yeah, be interesting. All right. Next one. Seattle at New Orleans. Um, New Orleans is gonna kill me this year with these lines. I I can't. I I said New Orleans minus two. What about you? I said New Orleans two and a half. You're gonna get it. It's New Orleans five and a half. What I, I I'm so if Miami's like been my good team this year, guessing the lines, New Orleans is like my worst team. I I can't figure them out. I mean, two and a half, five and a half. You said five and a half. I'm gonna double check, but when I looked at it earlier today, it was five and a half. And I assume that's with an Andy Dalton quarterback. I would think. Um, and it's crazy because the. I mean, okay, again, we'll get to the cross-offs. The Seahawks, like, are kind of frisky. Yeah. Like, Gino I mean, I mean, is actually kind of balling. Against the Lions team, yeah. Uh, that's true. Who's allowed the most points in the league? Um, yeah. Yeah, Saints, five and a half. Wow. Um, so we should probably half? take we should probably take the Seahawks five and a half, is what you're saying. Uh. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Like in my pick, oh, I gotta, I gotta remember to make my pick and picks because I'll probably end up taking that. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we both had, we're three, three and a half points short on the Saints. Wow. All right. Next one. The Dolphins at the Jets. And I told you, I've been pretty good on the Dolphins this year. I was within, I was within half a point. So what'd you have? Half a point. I'm trying to think what you would have picked then. <laughs> uh, well, Tua was he was uh, shut down for this week already. Mike Daniel said Mike Daniel said he is not playing. Okay. So I would say, so I put down Dolphins two and a half. Okay. Um. So I said Dolphins four and a half. When I looked earlier, it was Dolphins minus four, but just checking right now, it's now minus three and a half. I'll, hmm. I'll, I'm going to give it a tie. I'll, I'm going to change okay. it to three and a half and give us the tie. Maybe because he came out and said that too was not playing. That was yeah, well, what, yeah, what time was that at? Um, it had to have been like noon or one probably. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give us – I'll give us the tie yeah, this that. afternoon. So Dolphins three and a half. All right, I'll take it. Now. Yeah. Um, okay. Which, yeah, if he's which, not, and, it, and it could keep moving. Could keep moving. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> for the Jets, that would be crazy. If the Jets go to three and two through five weeks. Yeah, that, that would be, be ridiculous. All right. Falcons at 
the Tampa Bay Bucks. What'd you have? All right. So I obviously don't know the line yet, but I'm looking at my line I made, and after hearing what the Bills Steelers line was at 14, I'm gonna move mine. Okay. I originally said nine and a half. I'm gonna move it to twelve and a half. Are you sure about that? Yes. Okay. Um, well, I'm, I have final answer. You, <laughs> you're four and a half off now. Is it eight and a half? It's eight. What? It's only Tampa Bay by eight. And if you, you moved yourself out of a tie. Because I said, I said Tampa Bay minus six and a half. You, you think there's that big of a separation between these for these two? Yeah. Like, I don't know why people aren't high on the Bucks right now. I, like, their defense isn't great, but the Falcons aren't good. I, so I, I actually think the Falcons are a little better than we're giving them credit for. Like, they've, they've played all the teams. They've played well. Um, yeah. Now, they're, what, are they two and two? Uh, I believe so. I don't, I don't like Mariota hasn't looked terrible. He has at all. Yeah. No, they're, they're two and two. I, I mean, I think it should, I, now I'm looking at it. I don't know why I said only six and a half. I really, I really don't. Cause like, this is, a, this is like a game that, yeah, you'd think the Bucks automatically by a touchdown and then add, and then add a few more, you know? Yeah. And that's why I was like, I want to move this line so bad. Maybe I jumped the gun on that. Well, whoopsie. Well, so we're we're even uh, with the last two lines since I lost my my victory with with the the yes. dolphin chain. So we're, so we're it's it's even it's even. Yeah. All right. Was that so, Dylan? Your last second change that must, that had to have been your highest guest line this year. Yes, it was. Okay. All right. We'll move on to the next one. Um, Tennessee at Washington. The uh, Commanders. I got, I got the Titans minus three and a half. I said the same thing. So we're going to tie. It's Tennessee minus two and a half. So. Okay. In, in Washington. Seems about right. Yeah. Yeah. Washington is. Uh, they're also on the hot seat. We'll, we'll yes. probably get to them more a little later. Yeah. Um, work. Next one. 49ers at Panthers. I said 49ers minus five and a half. I said Niners three and a half. Okay. It is Niners four and a half. So we've got another tie. <laughs> Both That's one off. Tie. There we go. Um, I don't really have my – I mean, the, the Panthers also don't appear great. No. And yeah. you know you know why they don't appear great? Why? Why? Because they're not giving the ball to Christian McCaffrey. Probably one of the best players in the league. Yeah, you were calling for that. I kept that. texting the group. The dude had like eight carries for uh, like 33 yards and two catches through basically through three quarters. And he had like five or six fantasy points. And finally, they started giving him the ball. Baker has him every single check down and never gave the ball to him. Um, and he had a free eight, 10 yards every time. I was like, Baker, give the ball to him. Uh, and finally, they started doing it in the fourth quarter, and he scored a tutty. Um, but they need to get him involved. Yeah. I feel like they're not – like, they're trying to keep his usage down. Mm. But it's like, if you keep his usage down, you're not going to win games. 
Yeah, you have to find the balance of usage and like wear and tear, but you also need to try to win games at points when it matters. And to be in the more wear and the more wear and tear is him getting handoffs, like giving him the ball, rushing it. Because if he catches eight, ten balls a game, I'm better off doing that than handing the ball to him 20, 25 times a game. Yeah. that's that, my that, opinion. Not that, wrong. that was that was probably a minute or two too long on the Panthers, but that's okay. That's I know you need to vent about it. CMC. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Eagles at Cardinals. What do you have? I had Eagles four and a half. I said five and a half, and it is five and a half. So another one that I got uh, exactly right. Um, just one, in gosh. in that in that range, you know. Yeah. I, I had yeah, a, I had I mean, a lot of four and a half, five and a half guesses this week. Yeah, there are a bunch in here. I mean, I obviously the Eagles are four and zero. They're a very good team. I uh, um, I think the Cardinals could compete here. They haven't looked good at all. Um, I mean, they look decent, but I think that this is a game they can compete. I feel like both quarterbacks are very similar. Uh, they like to run a lot. And you know, got decent arms. Um, I got Kyler's itching for D Hop to get back. He's he he lost Christian Kirk, one of his main weapons last year. Hasn't had D Hop. Um, I think he needs to get going before D Hop gets back. Uh, but then they'll be looking fine. Uh, the Eagles are the last undefeated team, so just something to yes to watch for. Yeah. yeah. Um. We okay. We have three to go. I don't think I did the math right on this. Hold on. Let me just – let me retally what the score is. Okay. Because it's actually close. So, I have three, four, five, six. Okay. It's uh, – so, Josh with seven and a half and Dylan with five and a half with three to go. So, I need to win all three. You need to win all three outright to avoid a, at least a tie. Okay. I can do that. All right. Dallas at the Los Angeles Rams. Give me the Rams. Rams five and a half. (gasps) Ding, 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 ding. Come on. Exactly right. I said Rams six and a half. Okay. So it's one off, but yeah, you get it. I mean, it's it's really interesting because like if if Dak is there, is it less? But also if the season's like not going the way it is, is it more? Like I feel like there's a world right where the, the Cowboys are one and three and that the Rams are favored by ten. Yeah. So I yeah. like five and a half at this point seems kind of crazy for this matchup. I mean, yeah, if the boys are one and three, two and two, if they didn't win the last two weeks, yeah. this this game's at least seven or eight and a half. Which I uh we yeah, we did we did not, we, we, we did talk about that two weeks ago. All right, two more. Uh, you are down only one now. Cincinnati at Baltimore, Sunday night. Give me the Ravens, four and a half. All right, I'm going to get this oh. outright and the win. Baltimore, it, it's Baltimore minus three, and I said three and a half. Okay. So they, I mean, the, I, I see your four and a half. Like, I see the reasoning. But I think the Bengals have now evened out. Like they, they've they've reached the equilibrium of their 
their bad start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I completely see that. Um, and the Raven they the Ravens have looked good, um, but maybe I'm giving them too much credit for what they've done early in games and not how they've closed games out. Obviously, I don't know um, if you saw this, but the Ravens are one and two this season when leading by 17 or more points. I, did, I so, didn't see that. Yeah. So they are not good when they have leads. Yeah. Um, which is, is a weird stat. Um, but yeah, it, they, they need a, they, like they can get the lead. They've gotten a 17 point lead in three of their four games this year, but they've only held it in one of three. So um, they can get a lead. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think, th- yeah, field goal is probably the right line there. All right. Last one the Raiders at the Chiefs. A, a, a historic bad, this, uh, bad matchup of late. Um, what'd you have? This is Monday night, right? Correct. Yep. Monday night. Uh, I've had Chiefs nine and a half. All right. I'm going to get this. I said eight and a half, and it's only seven and a half. I, I'm not sure what's going on with some of the Chief lines. I mean, it seems like when they're playing, yeah. right? Like we thought the the Colts one should have been a lot more, which again, the Colts ended up winning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I almost thought this one would be, or wait, yeah, I guess I, I th- okay, then I thought this one would be more as well, um, especially with like the, again, the, how, how of late the Chiefs have kind of pummeled the Raiders. Yeah. But seven and a half is still a lot. Seven and a half is still a lot mm-hmm. for teams that, you know, supposedly would be competing in the division. Yeah. 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 I mean, Patrick Mahomes is really, really, really good at football. He made some plays last night that yeah. a quarterback shouldn't make. No. And you like, say, and we say that every night. Yeah. Every right. time he plays, a quarterback shouldn't make that play. Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, the, uh, I forget who was announcing you would know who is who was announcing the game last night um but the, they basically said oh the, uh the sunday night sunday night game it's mike Tarico and chris collinsworth yeah one of them said it basically looked like a dad playing football with his sons and friends <laughs> just because no one could no one would tackle him yeah yeah, yeah. and this the silly play where the linebacker basically had him wrapped up and he just flips it into the end zone for Clyde. yeah it, it's just silly it is silly. It is silly. Yeah, but it's fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> jinx. Yeah, jinx. <laughs> jinx. 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 <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. What a way to end the spreads. Yeah. Um, all right. And we're actually tied on aggregate now, believe it or not. Um, yeah. Right? Because I won by three. Yeah. So, all right, Josh, up three to two. Let's do the uh, outright dogs. Hey, Dylan, you're on a hot streak here, boy. Yes, sir. You have gotten the last three outright underdogs you picked. You picked the uh, Titans last week. I also got mine right last week because I picked the Cardinals over the Panthers because somehow the Panthers are favored. Um, mm-hmm. Any you're looking at this week? What's what's your what's your pick? Um, so I, like I was saying earlier when we were guessing the lines, I uh, I like the Colts. I like the Colts in Denver. Um, I like Arizona at home against the undefeated Eagles. And I do like the the Bengals, even though I had the Ravens line so high. Um, but the one I'm going to go with this week 
I am going to go with the Colts in Denver. Okay. Yeah. But I, I do like the Cardinals. I think they're going to get something going this week. And um, they're going to make the Eagles get their first loss this season. But give me the Colts. Give me, okay. Yeah. So let's see. Kind of in between a couple. Um, oh, let, let, me, let me back up. So I said any time Detroit was an underdog this season, I would pick them until they won. However, they're playing the Patriots. So out of principle, I am not picking them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, me on the hot seat. So, Seattle, I don't want to pick either because we've already crossed them off and I don't want to be rooting for them to win more games. Um, but, uh, oh, my gosh. What was the other one I was going to pick? You know, I might just have to I do, do it. That's, I know. that That's the one, like. It, I mean, they're slight. Well, no, I guess they're more more underdog than I thought. But I, I guess I am just going to do the Seahawk one. It just, I don't know. It looks it looks the most uh, appeasing to me. Because you're not like the Saints right now, so you might as well yeah. keep riding yeah. with that and 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 take the Seahawks. Yeah, I like right, that. We'll do Seahawks. Um, you got a scorigami game here. You want to predict? Oh, wait, we got to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Last week, the, the Lions uh, Seahawks game, we got our first scoregami of the year. Up yes, up for yep, yep. Out up for scoregami. Um, 48 to 45, the 1073rd unique score in NFL history. And did you see my tweet? The fact so. that the uh, so it was 1073rd unique score, the Lions and Seahawks combined. For 1,075 yards in the game. So that oh. number almost matched up. So <laughs> close. So <laughs> close. First off, that's a lot of a lot of fucking yards. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of yards. Yeah. Uh, but that would have been nuts if it yeah. was 1,073 yards. <laughs> so our, our first Just if they could have taken a knee. Yeah, 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 yeah. If they were in a position to. So yeah, yeah, first scoregami game of the year. Um, how do we miss that? We, I mean, we've been high on the Seahawks and scoregami games. Like we've done it and, already and this season <laughs> and the Lions. So, uh, yeah, how do we miss it? But well, yeah, what are you, any that you're looking for this week? Um, let's see here. This one let's, I have uh, great ones. I was gonna say keep going with the Lions, but they're playing the Pats. So I, I know, I and I don't think the Patriots have been in a scoregami game since we, no i think maybe the that titans game had to have been the 59-0 altogether oh, had to been. that had and, to and have been. when it was snowing yeah 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 i guess since i've known about scoregami they haven't been in one yeah but um yeah um if there's one i mean it's random like i don't know bill Steelers. okay i'm gonna i'm just gonna pick uh I'm gonna pick Packers Giants. Let's get a a a London Gami. A London Gami. A London ga- London Gami. <laughs> you said you said Steelers Bills. Uh yeah. Okay. All right, those are Gami Gami and uh an underdog picks. I'm just I'm fixing screens here before oh, we yeah. get to the cross off teams. Um. Uh, I need to pull up the standings real quick. Yeah, do that. Um, 
So cross off teams, Dylan, for the third week in a row, the team that we crossed off won a game. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to think. Who did we cross off last week? The Seahawks. Oh, yeah. So I'm starting to think our cross-off list is actually a good luck list. Um, so Patriots? No, I'm just kidding. We're not, we're, we're not crossing them off. Well, we're definitely crossing off the Lions, I'll tell you that. Uh, oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So here, here are the yeah. tiers as I have them. Do you have the standings up? Yeah. All right, tell me if you, need, if you think we need to add or subtract or whatever. So cross-off, Jets, Panthers, Seahawks. Bottom of the barrel. Texans, Commanders, I've added the Steelers. They're, they're not good. They should be 0-4. They, mm-hmm. they got lucky against the Bengals, um, which, by the way, doesn't make the Patriots win against them look very good. Uh, so probably bad but frisky. I still have Lions, Bears, Falcons, and I added the Cardinals because I don't think they're really that great right now. Um, I agree. But they're frisky enough. Mm-hmm. And then probably bad, but should be better. Patriots and Colts holding their own. And then I added the Saints. Because they might yeah. they might not be that good either. I, I mean, they haven't really done anything that, that says this is a good team. Yeah. Um, any any additions, subtractions? Um, do we have the right bottom of the barrel teams? Where do you have Washington? In the bottom of the barrel. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, I, last week we said that this week we probably need to cross off an AFC team. The Texans are the only team in the league with zero wins, and I think they need to be crossed off. It's almost a free pass because again, the other two options would be, in my opinion, Washington and Pittsburgh. But those two teams legit. They. they I mean, Washington's, but they might be talented enough like to make some sort of run both of those teams i'm mm-hmm. not sure the texans can can make the run because like from this yeah. point being oh three and one if they go so let's see we'll do this exercise again 13 games left if they went eight and five they'd be eight eight and one if they went nine and four they'd be nine seven and one and that probably wouldn't even make the playoffs mm-hmm. so i think i think yeah i mean I, I, I'm looking at it, and I think the Texans are, are the only pick. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, again, we said an AFC team. We were talking about, like, picking – if you can kind of foresight, like, the seven playoff teams. So, like, in the, in the AFC, here's what you can kind of see right now is the seven AFC playoff teams. Miami, Buffalo, one of the NFC North teams – probably you know cincinnati well actually let's just say cincinnati baltimore both kansas city the chargers and somebody from the afc south yeah because there has to be someone from the afc south and i'm going to say not the texans yes so that's i I mean it's again zero wins at this point i think we got it's like a free pick to cross off and then that way it leaves us next week with um because there's a lot of teams still with one win and it leaves mm-hmm. us a really good option of there being a lot of teams at one and four to cross off. So that's the good news. And the Steelers, the Steelers are in Buffalo. So 
if that goes yeah. the way Vegas thinks it's going to go, yeah, they'll be one and four. They will. It'd be we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens because the Steelers yeah. for me will take a lot to cross off. Um, the the bad news is two of the teams we've crossed off are at five hundred through four weeks, which is fine. Through four weeks, yeah, yeah. And who who is that again? Seattle and the Jets are both two and two. Yeah. All right, Texans All right. lock in. Yep. All right, lock in the Texans. Um. So we did last week. We did uh, next week's podcast topics. Right now, we're not going to do. I just want to revisit it because we were right. I mean, we're generally not talking about them, but like, it's not for us that we're necessarily talking about. But like, what will, what will be talked about like outside, right? And mm-hmm. yeah, I think we were right. Like, the Chiefs are definitely still the team to beat in the AFC West. Like, they are. I think they're head and shoulders above the other three teams. Yep. Completely agree. Yep. We're on the Cowboys. They're three and one after four mm-hmm. weeks. I mean, it wasn't the boldest of predictions. Like they still, I mean, but they had to beat the Giants in uh, in New Jersey and then beat the Commanders both with Cooper Rush. So yeah, we'll see where they go from here. Um, they obviously mm-hmm. have, you know, tough game this week, but I'm liking it for my win spool. I, I'm holding strong with those Cowboys. Yeah. Three and one, three and one early. Yep. And then the other one we talked about was like the the Chiefs, Bucks, um, Ravens, Bills, and I don't know that like we're necessarily talking about the two lost teams having issues because they played such good teams. Um, the Bucks maybe have the biggest issue out of the four teams, just because they lost two in a row. Right, right. But but they're also still tied for the division lead. And if they, um, yeah, and they they they're literally playing for the division this week, Tampa Bay and Atlanta. So like they just have to beat Atlanta to be leading the division again. Like so, you can't tell me their problems are that big at this point. LOL. The Bucks are two and zero on the road and zero and two at home. That's so funny. I noticed that with the Jets. Same thing. Oh, and, or, yeah, 0-2 oh at home, 2-0 and oh on the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very funny. We'll have, to keep, we'll have to continue that and see how it looks. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. See if All they right, can keep that up. Your fantasy bench player of the week. Lay it on us. Yeah. Yeah, so last week I was talking about James Robinson, how he got me 20 points on my bench. Or my, he got my bench 20 points back-to-back weeks, week two and three. So week four, it's like 12.30 on yesterday on Sunday and I'm like oh it's pouring at financial in Philly I need a I need to um get him out of there so it didn't matter who I played between James Robinson and Miles Sanders but I had Miles Sanders in my starting lineup so I'm like James Robinson got me 20 the last two weeks on my bench why not put Miles Sanders on my bench and why not put James Robinson in my starting lineup so I throw him on the flex gets me 2.9 points Miles Sanders decides to go off and get 29.6 points. So that was fun. I changed that about 15 minutes before game time. It is, um, it is the classic Dylan fantasy moment. Yeah, it's just uh, fantasy stupid. I'll say that every, every I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll keep Which is that. why this segment was so genius. So genius. Because <laughs> yeah. it's every year, every week. That's fine. I, yeah. I have to admit, too, I did, I did a similar thing. Um, Basically, I had 
Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones, Cordero Patterson, and Miles Sanders. So I have to sit one of them. Yeah. And I sat Sanders. And of course, yeah, Taylor but like, yeah, which is what I saw on my coverage today. In no world are you benching Jonathan Taylor? None. He, he would have to be listed as out yeah. for you not to play him. Like, that is the only way you don't play him. Right. The, uh, the only thing I thought back after was I should have just put him in for Jones because I don't like when I have people on my team that are playing against the Patriots. But mm-hmm. I, think I'm, I think I'm winning that, that league anyway. So no harm, no foul. All right. Yeah. Monday football predictions. Um, we, got, we got Rams at 49ers. And remember, the Rams. 49ers are favored. I, I'm sticking with the Rams. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Yeah, you know, give me the Niners. Give me the Niners, twenty-seven, twenty-four. Okay, I'll go Rams. Uh, oh, will they score thirty? They score thirty against the Niners. Uh, I'll say no. How about twenty-six, twenty-one? Do you want to ask Thank me you. how they get twenty-six? Yeah, two touchdowns and three field and four field goals. No, let's go two touchdowns. Uh, or, I'm sorry, three touchdowns, two extra points, a two-point conversion. What's that, 20? No, no I'm sorry. A, a missed extra point. There's got to be a missed extra point in there somewhere. 20? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A missed extra point and two field goals. Yeah. Okay. Lock it, lock it in. Okay. Lock it in. A missed extra point, or do they go for two and don't get it? Oh, no, that's – yeah, yeah, that's kind of – but why would they go for two? Because it's Kyle Shanahan. Oh, you have the Rams. Kyle's... Wait, you have I, the Rams I said winning? no. I said the Rams. They said the Rams. Okay. okay. They missed. Let's just say they missed it. Missed the extra point. Okay. Twenty six twenty one. You got tw- you got twenty six twenty one Rams. I have twenty seven twenty four Niners. Okay. So one of us will right. be right. Well, maybe. Yeah. Could you want to hear something? Oh, Dylan, you want to hear something funny? I'll say it now. It'll be this will be really funny after the fact. Um. Mm-hmm. Your wind pool teams, you have both of them. I do. So you want to hear what I did? I already gave you a win in the standings. So the only mm-hmm. thing I have to do is go back and put out which team won. Yeah. It would be the funniest thing ever if they tie and I have to take it away. But yeah. I decided I was okay with that. That would be really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that would suck. Because uh, I'm, I'm basically guaranteed two wins this week because the Seahawks already won. Yes, right, right. And then okay. I included that in it because that's the good thing about teams yeah. playing each other, except when they tie, which you have had happen before. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks. All right. Great job, brother Dylan. Thanks for coming back on. Um, yes, sir. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. See ya. Big thanks to Benny and Dylan for coming on the podcast. It was a fun and exciting week four of the NFL season and are already looking forward to week five. Also, MLB playoffs will be starting soon, so we'll be sure to get some baseball talk and uh, talk the playoffs. Lots of action in October also as NBA season starts as well. So it uh, should be a lot of fun, really action-packed. Thank you again for listening to the Real Stack Guy podcast. 
Remember, we are here to not just give you the stats you want, but the stats that you need. Thanks, everyone. Okay, Bengals, Dolphins, Thursday. What were they doing? The Dolphins. There you go. Playing Tua. You can count that if you want. Uh, it's just not a coaching. What were they thinking? Kind of. Uh, um, I guess kind of, yeah. Vikings Saints. What happened in that game? They fucking, the Vikings. Prevent defense in general. The fact that the Saints had a chance. It's just stupid. You just let them – you give them two plays. You give up 40 yards. You just let them go down the middle. Like, so stupid. Falcons-Browns, I didn't really watch that game. Commanders-Cowboys, I didn't watch that game. But Cooper Rush is a stud. Better than Dak Prescott. We can, we can call this segment Benny Benny's uh, NFL recap. <laughs> I'm just looking – I'm just going through every single game. I'm just trying to think if there was something stupid. Yeah.